Special thank you to our sponsors of Rose Live, the Boulder Falls Inn, and the Alzheimer's Association. For more information on Boulder Falls Inn and their amazing conference facility and hotel in Lebanon, Oregon, go to boulderfallsinn.com. And for more information on the Alzheimer's Association and how to give to this amazing organization, go to alz.org. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Russ Reels Live. I am so glad that you're here joining me today at 4 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. I don't know what time it is where you are, but I'm so happy you're joining us and so blessed that you're part of this community. And, you know, I love this show because this is a topic-driven, panel-driven show. So Russ Reels Live every week bring on amazing guests in a panel and then we talk about all kinds of fun and exciting and interesting subjects. And I guess some of them not are not as fun and exciting as others, but I think tonight's is really, really interesting. You know, I had a really good talk with Dr. Terrence Johnson, who's become a good friend just overnight. What a great guy. And we were talking about the meaning of words. And I told him, you know what? That would be a great topic for Russ Reels Live. We should do a words mean things discussion. So that's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to talk about that because you know what? Words do mean things. And I think I heard this once um, and it was some speaker that was talking about that. And, you know, the old saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Really, you know, honestly, is not really true because words do hurt people, but words also lift people up and do amazing things. And as Terrence will tell us, there's deeper meaning to what the words actually actually mean. And so he's going to give us a little bit more. I'm going to let him lead off the subject a little bit because he goes a little deeper than I, than I do on it. But uh, now I'm so excited to have our guests here tonight. And just want to remind you that we are here every Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time on Rust Reels Live. Let's see if I got this little thing ready to go. There it is. Ta-da! That's us every every Thursday. And uh, so love to have you guys join in every week. And right now, you know, is a great time to let other people know about it. Because right now you can actually share this out. You can hit that share button. You can tell people, guess what? Rust Reels Live is on. And they're talking about how words mean things. You want to join in the discussion in the comments. So come on in. Also, you could tag your friends and just tell them, hey, I wish we could see you, Mr. Tim Sohn. I don't have to tag him, though, because Tim's here tonight already. So there you go. We're all good. I could say, come on in, Famia. But Famia's already here, too. So Mia's already in the house. But if they're not here, you can tag them and tell them, hey, come on down, and we'd love to have you here. So also, I am all about connection and community building. If you haven't figured that out already, uh, if you're new, you can just go to RussHedge.com. If you've been here before, you can still go to RussHedge.com. If you've been here a thousand times, still go to RussHedge.com. In fact, you can connect with me pretty much any way you want, through social media, email, my phone number. You can even schedule time directly on my calendar to Zoom with me and meet and connect, really connect, like Terrence and I did a while back, and it was amazing. Also, love to have you subscribe on YouTube. It would be so great if you do that. And the easy way to do that, 
You just go to rustreels.live. That's all you got to do. Open a separate tab. Type in rustreels.live. It'll take you directly to my YouTube page. You not only will get all of the amazing past content of Rust Reels Live and the amazing guests, you also get stuff from Marketing with Russ and the Experience Live with Russ and Scott on there and notices about upcoming content. So it's a great place to be. Great community. So I'd love to have you join that. Also, want to remind you two quick things. First one, my book, Befuddled, Live the Life You Choose. If you haven't got your copy, you can get it on Amazon or any online booksellers. And you can also get it directly um, on my website at rushedge.com. Have I told you rushedge.com is a good place to hang out? There you go. All right. But also, there is a new book out that I just want to tell you about quickly, and it's called Rattled Awake. And my chapter in this book I wrote with several other amazing co-authors that I was blessed and honored to be part of. My chapter is revolving around my rattled awake moment, which happened during my cancer journey over this past year. So I'd love to have you pick that up again, pick it up on Amazon or any online booksellers. And uh, Amazon is a great place to go for that. That book became an uh, international bestseller overnight and number one in its category for new releases on Amazon. So really blessed and honored to be part of that. And it's called Rattle the Wake. And as we're talking, it'll magically appear in the com comments and you can click on it and go get it, either book. So there you go. All right. So I want to get the show started here. And I think that pretty much covers everything that I wanted to cover. And uh, we're going to get things started and bring Terrence in the room first and get him started. Here we go. Hey, Terrence. Hey, how you doing, Ruth? <laughs> I am so good. You know, I'm telling you, that smile just lights up my day. I'm telling you, you are you are just are a cheery guy, and I appreciate that. I appreciate you for, for, for inviting me and having me on. Like, I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well, listen, let's start off with the basics. Okay. Who is Terrence? What are you up to? And what are we talking about tonight? Okay, so I guess the best way to describe me is I'm, I'm a person that's always seeking meaning, um, and I'm looking for it in and everywhere. And words really have a way of bringing that to people, whether you're speaking, whether you're listening to stories, whether you are telling stories to other people, um, but also just the things that you can bring into your life, the things that symbolize other things. Um, they have a way of reaching people and connecting with people. And I think that's why when we when we had our conversation, it was, you know, connecting not just through what we were saying, but how we were saying it and the connection to the words that we said. Because, you know, some people can just talk, but they don't really say much. <laughs> and right, some people right. say they don't say a whole lot, but they, what they say really means a lot. And so um, for me, I'm a person that's, I'm a writer, but I've also been a, a therapist. I've been a professor. Um, and so I've been able to use words in different ways, use words to encourage people, teach people how to use the words better, uh, use words to encourage people and build them up. And so I think words have a way of sticking with you. It's almost like eating a good meal. And it's something that kind of sticks to you instead of, you know, you have fast food. And it, it, it sustains you for a little while, but it burns off real quick. But if we, right. you have a real good word that somebody says to you, a, a encouraging word, it really resonates with you. And it, and it sticks with you even after the conversation. And right. so one thing uh, that I was thinking about, I love quotes. And 
I love the goodwill. I'm a thrift shopper. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I, so I was walking through there a couple couple months ago and I saw this quote kind of, you know, they had like the quote pictures and stuff. And I walked by and I was like, I don't need it, but I, I like what it says. So like, I just want to buy it just to have it. And so I'm going to read it. And I think this would be a good way to kind of start off our conversation. It says, work for a cause, not for applause. Live life to express, not to impress. Don't strive to make your presence noticed, make your absence felt. And when I read it, I was like, oh, that's it. Like, that should be what life should be. It shouldn't really be about, you know, how many people that I know or what it's like, the quality of the connection and then doing things that mean something. And that stuck with me. I was like, that's what I want to be able to do. Whatever I do, I don't want to do it just to do it. I want to do it because it, it means something and it means some value to, to other right. people. Yeah. Well, what I love about that is people can talk a lot. I'm a talker, so I know that, and really not say anything. Yeah. People can use a lot of words and do a lot of things, but them not really having purpose and meaning. Yeah. And there's a big difference because it's not the quantity, but the quality. Just like, and I love that quote. I want you to read that one more time. Then I'm going to bring Mia in. Read that to us one more time. Okay. It says, work for a cause, not for applause. Live life to express, not to impress. Don't strive to make your presence noticed. Make your absence felt. Awesome. That is so good. All right. Well, Mia's clapping, so we're just going to bring her in right now and let her pick it up from there. There she is. <laughs> hey, I Mia. was clapping. Hello, everyone. I was clapping because I was like feeling that quote that Dr. Karen says, you know, the the feeling that you leave, the evoking emotion. That's where you make that impact. That, yeah, that is, that's a really great that, one. It is. It is. Well, let's start with, hey, who's Mia and what are you up to? Yeah, Mia is a lot of things. So if I had to sum it up, I would say I am a connector, Russ. I love bridging the gap between those around me and bringing people together. So closing that gap as much as I can. And I'm a community builder. I love building these interactive spaces where people can go in and feel safe and not feel like they're going to be judged or labeled using words you know, so they want to be in a space where they feel like they can belong and just be their authentic selves. And I know there's a lot of talk around what does authentic mean, but I think for everyone, it just means something different. So I am a community manager for two amazing health and wellness organizations and networks, and I'm also their social impact advisor. So we focus on the human centered connection and communication pieces. And I love that the human centered connection. And, you know, that really is where it all boils down to true connection, uh, Mm -hmm. really getting down. When you talk authentic, it's just about being real. That's what Rush Reels Mm -hmm. was all about to begin with, is really being real in the whole thing. And it was a play on, you know, reels like movie reels and all that stuff. But anyway, but it was really about being real. And I love having these real conversations and a person that is really meant so much to me and is really real when it comes around cancer and those things that I've been dealing with is my good friend, Mr. Tim Stone, who's in the house. Hey, Tim. Hey, hey, Russ. Thanks for having me. You bet. You bet. So I I remember back to first meeting Tim on the Tim and Jim show. Uh, The first time I met him was when I guessed it on that show and I'd never met him before. I was always already friends with Jim. 
And I thought, who is this Tim guy? And, you know, I found out that Tim is my good friend that I talk to and message almost every morning because he's somebody that I value staying connected with. So, Tim, give us a little uh, insight. Who is Tim really and what are you up to? Oh, good question. Uh, so Tim is a husband. He's a dad. He's a brother. He's a son. Uh, he's a 16-year cancer survivor. Uh, he's a live stream producer. He's the host of the weekly live stream show, Showing Up Perspectives on Cancer, which is Tuesdays at 3 o'clock Eastern time. And uh, I also consider myself a community builder. Um and uh, also there's an in-person showing up perspectives on cancer event coming up September 30th and October 1st. And and Russ Hedge is going to be there. I'm going to get to meet Russ Hedge in person. <laughs> right. So I'm, I'm so excited you. about that. So exciting. Well, you're not any more excited than I am. Uh, there, it's going to be a blessing. I don't you're know. Gonna a, a lot of people. There are going to be a lot of people that, you know, it's interesting because let's talk about that. I mean, Terrence, let's get back to words mean things, but the way that you, uh, the medium that you're on, I used to think you had to be in person uh, to really form true connections with people. Um, and my good friend, D. Scott Smith, who's my co-host and good friend on my Wednesday show, he, um, he did an entire almost thesis and a, he did a presentation in Dublin, Ireland a few years ago on how you can make lifetime meaningful connections, even on video, like we're doing here, even on, you know, and I have made amazing, amazing friendships. Some of the best friendships of my whole life online. I mean, I've got great friends here that I can grab onto in Oregon that I love and that are lifetime friends, but I've made some super meaningful connections and friendships, but I've never been in the same room with them. And Tim happens to be one of them. And Mia happens to be another one of them. And Terrence happens to be another <laughs> one of them. So, I mean, you know, it's just amazing. So in these connections, I think it, a lot of it is around words. A lot of it is around how we speak to each other because you can, you can feel it right now as we talk, Terrence. You can just feel, as Tim would say, you can feel the love, right, Tim? <laughs> uh, but, I mean, you can you, – yeah, there you go. You can feel it, but that's, it's so important. Take it from there, Terrence. Yeah, when you were talking, what I thought about was one, how your words can kind of create an environment or a space for connection. And I think that's one thing that's lost in our interpersonal relationships a lot in our day to day life, where we can have conversations that feel like we get drawn into somebody else versus like pushed away from somebody. Because, you know, some people can talk at you and then some mm -hmm. people can talk with you or have a conversation or invite you into it and i think that's what you can do in a virtual space too where you can invite somebody into like your store and your world instead of just talking about like what you do or networking things we've all done those things but we really don't get to know somebody that way but when you mm -hmm. can share some real authentic things hey this happened to me or have you had a situation like this happen that opens it up. And so like, I see you as a person rather just like, oh, I just met this person. We had a conversation for 30 minutes and I probably won't talk to him again. And so I think yeah. it's through that, that vulnerability, I think that allows us to connect better with people. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that's so true. And 
Mia, pick it up from there because I think sometimes when we're vulnerable, I've learned over the last year being vulnerable through my cancer journey and Tim knows all about this. It really, I mean, it takes you down to that personal level where people are kind of like, wow, this is kind of like the raw Russ Hedge. This is kind of like the raw Tim Sohn, right? It, it takes you down to what you, who you really are because you're not at your, maybe you're not at your best point. Mm-hmm. You know, because Dr. Terrence brought up, you know, Russ, a lot of great points. People are scared to be vulnerable, um, to kind of bear their soul and talk about the things that they want to keep hidden. And I tell people, you know, being authentic doesn't mean you need to disclose your entire story. It's the genuine intentional acts behind it in that given moment. So you can be authentic in that situation without disclosing. And me being vulnerable, I had to learn to accept it first for myself. So for me to come out and tell like my community members, especially because they're mental health professionals and they're kind of like, in a sense, not trained, but in the mindset of keeping everything confidential, I couldn't tell them to be vulnerable if I wasn't willing to be vulnerable myself. So being an educator, you know, when I was with my students, I had to model the behavior that I was hoping to see. Couldn't just say, I need you guys to talk. I had to show them. So the more and more I was vulnerable and talked about my stories, which I was okay to do, the more they kind of warmed up to me because I wasn't just talking about work. I was talking to them like they were an actual person. I was having a conversation with them. So they were not a selling point. Humans, people want to talk to people. They want to talk about other things besides work all day. You know, they get tired, they're exhausted, they're burned out. We just want to talk about travel. What are you most interested? What lights you up in the morning? What gets you up? So for me, when I get up in the morning, I had to change my mindset and say, I get to do this. I get to make this impact. I get to help somebody. So words to me have an emotional impact. And I want to be the person that, you know, uplifts people, empowers them. So that's very much what I do as a social impact advisor, but also as a community manager. I want to create these spaces because let's be real, Russ. I think we have all been in spaces where people will belittle us, judge us, label us, make assumptions. And they're like, well, wait a second. Why didn't you just ask me before you just assumed? So for me, all those lessons I've learned is to create these spaces for people where they can come in and say, damn, I could actually be me. And however that looks, that's their choice. So you give people that choice to be themselves. Right. Well, I think that everybody really wants that safe space. Even Mm -hmm. if even the bullies and the people that are saying things that maybe aren't so kind just don't know how to do it right. They don't know how to use their words right because words do mean things and words Mm -hmm. can really, you know, I love uh, what scripture says, you know, I'm a, I'm a big man of faith and words can build you up or tear you down. And Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm a firm believer that God wants us to use words to build you up. And I think that's a good thing for all of us because it is an emotional level where you feel the word, right? If, if I say to you, Mia, if I say amazing, you know what? You are you're I value you so much. I appreciate you all that you're about. Thank you for sharing what you just did. And I'm just saying things and affirming you. It makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. If I start saying, Well, yeah, I don't really agree with that. And who are you anyway, Mia, to believe those kind of things? I mean, you know, what I'm saying is you're you're creating just what you talked about, how you feel you're creating what that person is feeling just by using words. 
And Tim, mm -hmm. I know that when it comes to this whole, this whole journey with when it comes to cancer and all those kind of things, words become a little bit more important through those journeys, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Words are so important. And in a cancer journey, um, you know, I think one point to make is that words oftentimes have stories behind them. So mm -hmm. for one example is I'm a 16 year cancer survivor, but I call myself a cancer warrior. And the reason I do that is for a very specific purpose. And that is because we had a guest on the show showing up perspectives on cancer. And I was trying to decide when I should tell my children that I have cancer or had cancer or like, like it's hard decisions when it comes to cancer, right, Russ? Yes. And so I was having this conversation and, and the guest on the show also, her mom had passed of cancer and, and she said, Tim, you're a cancer warrior and your children need to know that. So that's the story behind why I call myself a cancer warrior. Some people prefer a cancer survivor. Some people prefer a cancer fighter or whatever, whatever, you know, we each have our own story and we each get to choose the words that, that we intentionally want to use. Right, Russ? And what I think intention is uh, really important, Terrence, don't you believe that when you're intentional and thoughtful and you're choosing you should you should choose your words carefully. You should how you're how you're treating others and what you're using. Talk a little bit about that. So for me, it kind of comes natural because I'm I'm an introvert, so I'm always rehearsing my words before I say them. <laughs> so so I'm real selective in what I say anyway. But for me, I'm always looking to add to a conversation. So it's like mm -hmm. as I'm listening, I don't want to just say in and everything that comes to my mind because it might be good to me but it might not add to the conversation mm -hmm. and that's what I'm always looking for but also like we were talking about words and Tim was talking about you know being a, a cancer warrior you know those things have imagery so you think about warrior you think about being powerful and all that type of stuff and so for me like excavation is like digging beneath the surface is like what's the deeper meaning in things and so that's what i'm always looking for so like words can have like a tree can be more than a tree it has roots it's strength it has wisdom you know it, it kind of has age to it and so like one little thing can have all these deeper ripples to it uh and you can add to it because it means different things to different people so just because something means something to me doesn't mean it means the same to somebody else. So it's like we we all have our own language, too, that we communicate with each other with. And I think that makes it even more powerful because we can personalize our words. Right. Yeah. I, I can't agree more. Mia's nodding. Mia, take it from there. You know, when Dr. Terrence was talking about, you know, the words that we use um, in conversations and then also with Tim about evoking emotions through our stories, you know, our words tell stories and our words can either connect or disconnect um, with the individual individual we're talking about. So, you know, there's always that emotional piece that's left on someone, that lasting impression. So being mindful, you know, Dr. Terrence, that's something I do with you know, now that I'm in the mental health world, I always think about the words that I use, are they going to activate a person's past trauma? 
Um, mm -hmm. So I also have to think about, okay, the word I'm using, and it's because I'm in that space, mm -hmm. is what I'm about to say going to hurt the person that I'm saying it to? And I had an individual say something that said, well, for me, I can't watch every single word that I'm saying. And I said, you're absolutely right. We can't do that. We're human. We make mistakes. We own them and we take responsibility. So there is a responsibility to the words that we are using. We either use them to positively impact someone or we use them to negatively impact someone. So there is a weight of responsibility that comes with what we say. So being mindful, like Dr. Taryn said, it's really important because that impression you leave someone is either going to make or break them. And is that right. what you want to leave them with? Because that's what they're going to remember you by the next time they encounter you. And it's kind of like, Ooh, that's not the impact. That's not the imprint I want to leave on the person that's coming and entering or leaving the room that I'm in. So I always think yeah. about that. What impression yeah. do I want to leave on that person? Yeah. Well, and I think that it is, you know, people talk about a legacy and leaving a legacy of of good words people feeling good about like you're saying how you treated them and how you chose to deal with people and how you chose to deal with life i think is so critical i love the part that um terrence brought up about you know images tim you know you talked about the warrior image and all those things that it is words do bring up you know stories mean stories are uh, what you know really makes up people's conversations and live streams and all the things that they do people are a story right but then those images in that is what really ties them in and the right words bring those images and I mean I'm already looking at you more like a warrior already Tim <laughs> well thank you Russ and yeah I mean I totally agree about what you're saying about images or imagery and and when we intentionally choose our words, no matter what the subject is, but especially when it comes to cancer, um, you know, intentionally thinking about uh, different words that we use and, and also reiterating what was said before about how, you know, we want to be careful um, when we when we use our words, um, especially when it comes to cancer, because it's it's such a sensitive subject and it impacts people in so many different ways. And there are so many people who were impacted by cancer, whether you're a cancer patient or survivor or supporter in some way, a caregiver, uh, involved in a nonprofit, something like that, a medical professional. Um, and it's and it's so important to to choose our words um, in a selective way, especially when it comes to sensitive subjects. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that, I mean, really, I don't know that all of life is a sensitive subject, but I think all of life, we should be thoughtful, right, about how we're doing these because it is, it takes one nice word, one smile, one little mm -hmm. thing to make somebody feel really good. And it also takes one nasty word or one bad thing to really make people feel lousy. You know, it doesn't take a lot. And um, I think that's why, you know, I'm an inspiration specialist. I'm, I love to encourage people, right? So I'm constantly wanting to tell people how amazing they are and how much I appreciate them and how they add value to my life and all that, because it's true. I just want them to know that, right? I want them to know that they do that. And Terrence, I think that 
you know, as we're going through and being intentional, but also being thoughtful about words, we do need to think more. Let's go back to that. I, I'm still kind of stuck in my brain on that imagery and story because I think we can utilize that more to our benefit to help others when we're really cultivating those good images and a good story uh, that people will remember and that will really build them up, right? And make them think in a good way. Right. Yeah, for, for me, one, one of my kind of guiding images is like a crossroads. And for me, that, that kind of represents the true path that I'm supposed to be on. So we all have choices of like what everybody else would like us to do or be more acceptable by everybody else. And then kind of what we feel led or compelled or called to do. And it's always the road less travel and the thing that we don't know how it's going to work out. Um, but it's kind of going along that path because something within us uh, activates when we kind of take that step. And one one thing that I was thinking about earlier, like I love movies and stuff. So one of my favorite movies is Twister. And so if you watch Twister before, you know, Joe, she like throughout the movie, she's like, I want to see it. I want to see the, the tornado. But it's because she had that lived experience of going through that. And so you see like that passion for that drove her. And but that's what the, the main thing of like I'm really trying to figure this out because I don't want to I don't want what happened to me to happen to other people. And I think that's what usually compels us to help people is that experience that we had that we don't want people to go through the same pain or experience it the same way. And that compels us to go forward in a way that other people that don't have that experience, they can't understand fully. And so mm -hmm. sometimes when we go through, like like Tim was saying, with, with cancer or like what Maya was talking about with the mental health um, community or things of that nature, when you go through it, you get a different experience than somebody is telling you, like, oh, it's going to be okay, you know, all oh, to be fine. It doesn't resonate with you the same as, until you have somebody that's been through it and they say, like, mm -hmm. hey, I've been there. I know how that feels, but this is how you can go through it and get to the other side. And the words mean something different because the intent is different and then how they say the words are different because they got experience behind it. Right. Yeah. You know, I think that's, that's really important for people to know because we are well-meaning at times and say things that don't really help the situation. You know, mm -hmm. I can, I am that way. I'm, I want to tell everybody, ah, oh, it's going to be fine. It's going to be great. You're going to be okay. You know? And sometimes that's not what people want to hear. They just want mm -hmm. to be in the moment. And I've learned from uh, me, I've learned from my situation that when I am down and out and right, you know, even right now when I'm going through certain things, I really don't want to hear a bunch of my own garbly gook that I put out there, positive <laughs> things. I mean, I'm thinking, okay, you're well-meaning. Thank you. But, you know, yeah, I, that's that's not where I'm at. And so it doesn't like parents, it doesn't really resonate, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, and, and it takes me back, you know, Ross, you know, my story of when I transitioned and I left teaching and the trauma that happened and that entire story. And I'll never forget when people would tell me, and I was going through a very emotional state, um, pretty much a, a breakdown. And the words that just activated and triggered me were, you'll be fine. I'm like, I'm not fine. I just need you to listen. 
I need you to try to empathize. I need you to just try to understand. I know you don't know exactly what I'm going through, but I just need a support system. Somebody who's just going to hear me out, but hearing you'll be fine. It'll be okay. It doesn't help me. So going back to what Dr. Taryn said, there has to be a level of understanding. So if I don't know what you're going through exactly, just the words of comfort saying, well, when you are ready to share with me what you're going through, I will be there. Or how can I best support you with what you're going through? And that kind of made me feel better because there was no pressure. I wasn't stressed to talk about how I was feeling in that moment, but it gave me space to think about it. And, you know, words have like this really big influence on individuals and they have a lasting impression. And I remember words from years ago where a former boss had said, um, you're not meant to leave the classroom. You're only good here. And in that moment, that really triggered me. I mean, and I remember this years later, I was like, oh no, nobody's ever going to dictate and tell me what I can and cannot do. These are my choices. So I had to start feeding myself, Russ, a lot of internal um, empowering words where I had to train my mindset into, I can do this. I can leave. I am not stuck here. So it isn't just the words that I use with others, but it's what is the, what are the words that Phineas feeding herself? And mm. cause I told myself what I say to others, why is it so easy for me to say it to somebody I love and care about? Well, why can't I say it to myself? And this took years of unpacking. It was not easy. It was so yeah. hard, but I learned to do it. I had to. That is, oh my goodness. That's a major mic drop, major gold nugget right there because speaking to ourselves, sometimes the worst words we use and the most, per, the, mm -hmm. the number one person we tear down is ourselves. And I yeah. think we need to be very thoughtful. And that's the reason, you know, Mia, you know, and Tim knows for sure. And Terrence will learn. I, I do this every morning. I build myself up intentionally, right? I, you know, right off the bat, I'm thankful. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. I say, I've got this, give myself a little pep talk. And I say, today's going to be awesome. For me, yeah. that works. Other people are like, yeah, whatever, today's going to be awesome. But for me, that is setting my mindset. And so I use positive words that do really help build me up. And get those mm -hmm. things going instead of telling myself, uh, I don't want to get out of bed. I hate this yeah. day. It's, you know, Monday or whatever. We need to be thinking about what we're saying to ourselves as well. Right, Tim? Yeah, absolutely. But I, I don't really know what I need to say to myself after I get your messages every morning because they're so yeah. positive and inspirational. <laughs> hey, we, I don't get that. Dr. Cheris, do you get these messages? I don't get I'm getting a little jealous here. I, I need to get... Uh -oh, uh -oh. I need, there you go. Did I so say too I much? Get, Speaking of I words. Need to get, I need to get, there you go. I need to get uh, cell phone numbers from, from you guys. There you go. But uh, yeah, no, I, I do like to do that. When I have a quick way to get to people. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I, Tim, I think that, um, you know, it's one thing about perspectives on cancer. Perspective really drives the words we use, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because everybody has their own perspective on whether it's cancer or something else in the, in the context of perspectives on cancer, it's, we have conversations with cancer patients and cancer survivors and cancer supporters. So depending what your perspective is, your, um, your opinions on things are going to be different. Your, your viewpoints are going to be different. Um, yeah. I mean, what the words that you use are going to be different. 
because you have because you have a different perspective. Yeah. Well, and that, you know, I think I am learning just right now as we're talking, I'm thinking to myself, sometimes I think I'm good at that. And other times I do tend to be, my wife would call me the Pollyanna. I do just tend to be happy, 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 because that's my, that's my go-to, right? I mean, that's me. That's my go-to. And that is authentically me, but sometimes it's a bit much. It's kind of like, okay, <laughs> I don't want it. That isn't really what I need to hear right now. So you know, I think that um, one thing, Terrence, that that really, um, really drives the meanings of words it has to do with the situation that people are in and being thoughtful and thinking about where the other person is. Right. I mean, where are they at? And before we speak. Right. And when you when you say that, it made me think back to like I was a caregiver for my dad for a number of years. And so I saw him at his worst. I saw him, I, I pretty much stayed in the hospital with him for years back and forth. And so when you're in close contact with somebody that may not have the best day or may not have the energy to want to get up and you still have to, one, listen to them, two, encourage them, but then also know that they might not be in the best mood all the time. Mm -hmm. so you have to like, navigate and wade through all these different things all the time and so you know that your words you have to kind of disconnect them from your emotions sometimes because the emotion that you feel will make you want to say something else in the moment but you like they don't need me to say that right now even though i want to say that right now mm -hmm. that's going to be beneficial to him uh and my <laughs> my dad <laughs> will be the person that you would want to say some stuff to him sometimes. <laughs> so it was like restraining that and bring it back and be like, okay, how can I best, you know, improve this situation with my words and be there for him and be that space and kind of give him that encouragement. And so for me, that's one, like we're talking about people that have that experience. It's not a lot of, um, guys that are in that caretaker space especially with their father so i didn't really have that other person like hey mm -hmm. what do you feel or what happened when you do this <laughs> you know so like i i felt like i was just on an island by myself with that um and i had to learn how to navigate that and use my words for myself too because i had to build myself up in order to be present to do that mm -hmm. well right. And sometimes you just get exhausted because of the caring. And I think a lot of us can do that where we get fatigued by giving so much positivity out towards other people that we don't save any of that energy to then pour back into ourselves. And I know I've been guilty of that a lot. <laughs> well, you know, I think this is, this is so interesting what you bring up and, and me, I'm going to let you take this because sometimes we need to, whether it's improving the situation of somebody else we're talking to, or like you're talking about improving your situation, how you're feeling and talking to yourself, right. And building mm -hmm. yourself up. I think we can, I love what Russ John says every day. Kindness is cool and smiles are free. Those mm -hmm. simple words, being kind and smiling at people and just being kind to them is an amazing thing. But sometimes we have to do that to ourselves, smile to ourselves. You know, um, I did a, a laughter 
a, a yoga therapy ep episode and a team building thing with a with a uh, facility the other day and and they love that just getting people to smile and laugh makes them feel good mm -hmm. builds them up and that changes their whole situation right Mia and you had to go through that like you said with your situation getting yourself to the place where you were feeling okay you know I I did it took it took me a while Ross and I can't remember who in the chat had said it and I'm reading all these really amazing comments from everybody um, so thank you for all those uh, great comments. And it goes back to what Dr. Terrence said, you, you do have to disconnect and, and leave right the space. So for me, if we're human, right? So we're, we have all these emotions and if I don't have the right words, I will kindly excuse myself and leave the room. So my words sometimes do have to have boundaries because I said, I'm not in the right emotional state right now. I am not thinking clearly. I know if I say something, it's going to be something I'm going to regret. So I need to go. So I will move myself somewhere else because I we do and I at least for me I have to have boundaries on my words because you know when we're all in the state of mixed emotion things slip and I always try to tell myself leave so that there are no regrets and I think it was Nicole who had said tell people that it's okay to not be okay and that's something Russ I had to teach myself when I was moving out of that space that it's okay for me to cry. It's okay for me to be upset. It's okay for me to be frustrated. And it's okay for me to express my words, whether it's talking to someone or in my journal. And that became very therapeutic for me because I needed to understand what I was going through and why I was having all these emotions before I could actually talk to someone. Because when people tell me, are you fine? I'm like, I'm not fine. Well, tell me why. I'm like, I don't know, because I can't figure it out for myself. So let me figure it out before I can talk to you and that's why i tell people when you are ready then we'll talk so i want to give them back that control because i think when we want to help people that we love and sometimes it becomes a little bit overbearing kind of invade people's space so it's kind of like okay let's separate the space and you tell me what works for you and if i don't know i'm gonna ask you i'm not gonna assume i know what's good for you if i don't ask you and that's, and that comes along the lines of if I don't know what you've been through exactly, and I can't understand, I'm going to ask questions to figure it out. I have to dig deep. Um, so yeah, there's just, there's a lot to unpack, but that's like another column. And so <laughs> that's, that's a whole other show. <laughs> that's a whole other show. Yeah. We, you know, I think that, and Tim, I'm going to bounce this to you, but I think that um, I am learning daily when I've got a quote that I have up that I look at every day that says, never pass up a good opportunity to shut up because I am, I'm an over talker. I am a, you know, I, I've learned to modify in business, you know, how much I talk and things that I do, but I, I just, you know, I'm a person that has to be very intentional and thoughtful because I can just get on a roll and get mo moving. So I think that we need to, take those opportunities to listen to others. And when they are not ready, like you said, Mia, we need to give them space to figure things out because we can't, you know, I'm a guy, we're fixers. I like to try to fix everything. And, and there's times, you know, my beautiful wife will tell me, Hey, we, we can't fix this. Just give me time. Just give me time. It's, it's, you know, it's all good. And people need time to process, right? They need to process. Mm -hmm. So Tim, I think that, um, I think I'm just going to let you take it from there. I'm going to shut up. Go ahead. 
Yeah, no, I love what you were saying about listening, Russ. And we're here talking about words meaning things, but uh, if we don't listen to words, then then what's the point of words in the first place, right? And and that's really what we create on on showing our perspectives on cancer is giving people that safe space to share their stories, to to use their words, but also a part of being a host of that show, and I know you know that, Russ, is listening to people and then being able to follow up with other questions and things like that. And I would also just say, I, you know, when I host the show, I try, I, I try very much to, I don't say a lot on that show. I let the guests say what they're going to say. And, and I, I do see myself as an encourager, but I, you know, I try to avoid words like, you got this, which I'm pretty sure I put in your comments earlier, Russ. So if you didn't appreciate that at the moment, I apologize. Uh, but but I do love I do love this um, discussion we're having about um, right, like s- speaking words with meaning, but then also the importance of of listening right. as well. Yeah. Well, you know, as we wrap things up, I'm going to give you all one more round here to kind of give. Give us your gold nuggets of what you want to sum this conversation up about. I mean, I think that this is something we could actually talk about and people could listen to uh, for (laughs) hours. I mean, because there's a lot there's a lot of content. But Terrence, let's start with you. And, you know, I think uh, I knew this was a great topic from the get go. Um, But what what do you really want to leave people with? And then tell them how how they get in touch with you. Okay, Um, for me. I think words can be a good entry point for self-reflection. I do a lot of journaling. And so for me, writing my words out gives me space to kind of clear my mind. Um, So then I won't be so heavy with so much clutter. (laughs) so, So like when we go through our day like we're listening to stuff we're watching stuff on our computers we're listening to stuff we're having conversations and so it's so much stuff and information in our head that we don't have time to process it or to let it out in a positive way and so for me i'm always looking at well what what did i learn today um and not necessarily like from a book or like what did my day teach me and then how can I apply that? Um, because it, it, it is nice. I'm, I love to read. Um, and it is good to have those kind of access to knowledge. But the best knowledge you have is the knowledge you already have of yourself and spending more time with yourself. <laughs> and sometimes you have to have a come to Jesus meeting with yourself and say, like, I shouldn't have said that I'm doing too much. I need to sit down. You know, and I try and be intentional with that because you know, putting yourself on your to-do list could be the best thing. And I've been learning to do that more. Uh, we schedule so much stuff in our day to actually mm-hmm. see yourself on your, <laughs> on your schedule is probably the best thing you can do. Uh, and so, so yeah, so that's kind of like my, my overarching thing for, for this evening. But it's been so much great stuff said. Like, I, I wish I, was taking more notes, but I wanted to listen to everybody, but it was just so much stuff. Um, and you can find me, I'm on LinkedIn mostly. Um, but I also have a blog on Medium. 
And I will be sharing some more things soon about a project that I'm doing. I kind of talked about it with Russ and Dr. Newby on another show. Um, I won't get into too much of that, but it has something to do with my family history, my genealogy that I'm working on. Um, so you'll be hearing about that soon. <laughs> so, so that's it. <laughs> well, that's so awesome. That's so awesome. Well, and you know, first off, thank you so much for uh, giving me inspiration for this tonight. Also, I think we need to have a round two of this and bring Noopy back in on round two. Um, I think that uh, I appreciate what you're about so much. And um, I just, you know, I just, I just thank you. I just thank you for being here tonight. So Tim, I'm going to let you go next. Go ahead. Russ, thank you so much for having me. And it's my golden nugget would be when it comes to cancer or things like that, like the first step is to show up, show up for yourself, right. show up for other people. And then, uh, intentionally choose your words and and listen we've talked about all those things tonight but i guess my golden nugget is uh is show up uh you know show up for others um people can connect with me on linkedin or uh the in-person showing up perspectives on cancer event is coming up september 30th and october 1st in scranton pennsylvania it's free so sign up i'll see you there go to perspectivesoncancer.com thanks awesome. for having me you bet. So great. So great. And I'm going to be there. Super excited. Thank you, Tim. And Mia, you're closing us out. Ooh, what an ending, huh? Well, for me, I would say the golden nugget, Russ, you know, just thinking back to everything that was spoken about and, you know, the guys was talking about, you know, when we talk about words, you know, let me just think about how much power our words have, yeah. not just with ourselves, but with the words that we're using you know, with others and to be intentional and just, it's not hard to be compassionate, maybe in some situations, but we talked about boundaries, but in most cases, it's, it's pretty easy to do. So the words that you use, they hold the power, they have an impact. And at the end of the day, we get to decide what words we're going to use. Our words may very well lead into those actions and, and not just with the words we use with others, but I guess every morning, just be more mindful of the words that you're feeding yourself. What are you telling yourself? the words that you're using with others that you love and care about, are you feeding that to yourself as well? So that's something I think for myself as a golden nugget would be be mindful of what you're also telling yourself as well. I think that's super important. Awesome. Awesome. And people get in touch with you where? Oh, definitely find me on LinkedIn. I'm floating around all over that place. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> LinkedIn is my place. It's, it's LinkedIn is your at. place. There you go. That's right. Well, you know, I think it is, um, been such a pleasure tonight i mean such a blessing to have you guys on and you know i want to i want to remind everybody all of the connection uh things that are there and mia's is up right now they are all clickable and you can go right to any one of these individuals and you know i think that it all starts with connection and a good community and then us working together to build each mm -hmm. other up with good words and uh, builds good friendships and, and good relationships over time. And I think that we learn together, right? We go through real life together and we learn what it's all about and how we can help each other out. And I continue to learn to this day. I've got lots of learning to go, but you know what? We can all, uh, you know, life is the best teacher, right? We're all lifelong learners. So I just want to thank everybody for being here tonight, and it's been a great day. I am uh, Russ Hedge, and this is Russ Reels Live. We're here every 
Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time for your listening and viewing pleasure. This also converts to audio podcast. So if you want to listen to it again and you're driving, you can flip it on in your car, listen to it on iTunes, Spotify, any of the major uh, uh, podcast locations have it. And love to have you do that as well and share this out with your friends. Remember, whether you're watching live or on replay, you can still share. This sits on the platforms, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube forever, and you can share that out. And don't forget what I told you before. If you can uh, subscribe to our um, YouTube page, that would be awesome. The way to do that is to go to Russ Reels or go to Mark. No, I put the wrong one up there, didn't I? <laughs> there you go. We're going to do this right yet. Hang on a second. It's hiding here. There it is. Both of those go to the same spot, though. Rustreels.live. There you go. Rustreels.live will get you there and appreciate everybody here tonight. And I'm going to sign off tonight with all you here. So I appreciate each one of you. And uh, thanks for being here. Blessed with each one of you. And we'll talk soon. And until we see you next week, 4 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time, have a great day and a great life. See you, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>